Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. On this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast, I'm joined by special guest Marithu Parikh, who is the woman behind Life is Organized, that is her business, and her podcast is called Productivity on Purpose. Marithu Parikh helps ambitious women feel in control of their time, energy, and habits, even when they're overwhelmed by demands and distractions. As a productivity coach, speaker, and best-selling author, she will teach you how to focus, overcome procrastination, and squash anxiety. A mom of two and wife of one, Marithu enjoys all things milk chocolate and red wine. Get her free resource, 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed, on her website at at lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks. I am really thrilled that she is joining me for this incredibly important conversation where we are going to talk all about overwhelm because it is so incredibly common in the world of entrepreneurship and also how to increase focus and productivity. And there's just so many great things that we talked about in here, things that I took away from it that I started even implementing in my own life right after our talk. I feel like there's always room to learn in this area and always room to try new things. And it's one of those areas where it can be really easy to fall off track and backslide into really bad habits. So I hope that you will join me for this incredibly important conversation. And I would love to hear from you after Uh, If you want to share any of your big takeaways or ahas or things that you're going to start implementing in your own life and business to overcome overwhelm, by all means, please uh, snap a screen grab of this. I'm assuming that, you know, you're listening on your smartphone. And then if you're on Instagram, go post and tag me at Erica Tebbins Consulting. Okay, on to the episode. Hi, Rithu. Welcome to the Sell It Sister podcast. I'm really excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah. So first, before we dive into all the good stuff, why don't you talk a little bit more about the work that you do and how you came to do that work? Sure. Well, uh, I'm a, I work with women who are feeling overwhelmed by all the demands and distractions. I'm thinking probably everyone listening to this can relate. Right, I help them get focused and feel more in control so they can be more productive at work and more present at home. 
And I started this work after leaving corporate, after leaving corporate after 12 years. Uh, I had a big move across the country from New York to Nashville. I uh, had no job, no family, no friends, a little child in tow. And when I got there, I decided, you know, I really hate the grind and I just never was passionate about what I did. And I was like, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start my own business. Meanwhile, realizing I had no business starting a business because I had no idea what I was doing um, and started a series of different, different things, kind of a party planning, other things. But eventually, I landed on home organization. I became a professional home organizer. And now this is way back before like it was a thing, before Marie Kondo, before all that. I started that and quickly realized I didn't love going into people's homes and actually doing the work as much as coaching and teaching them the strategies and the skills to help them be more organized. So fast forward, my business morphed and kind of transformed into productivity and time management. And primarily a lot of just personal experience. Like I had two kids at that point. I was running a business. I was doing all the things like I'm sure a lot of your audience is. And I realized that I can't even focus on home if I can't figure out my time and my priorities. And that's really how I moved into this space. And now I work with ambitious, awesome women who are juggling all the balls, but like really need help to get more focused and feel in control of their lives. I, I really enjoy that. And it's such important work because, oh my gosh, it's like the thing I was telling you, like before we started recording, like I overwhelm is, it, it, it must be like in the top five most used words among women in general and like, especially women entrepreneurs and especially now during COVID, it's just like overwhelm is just the thing. And we are now having to juggle more than ever. Like there's no daycare, there's no school or kids might not be going back to school. And uh, if you're running a successful business from home and now like, how do you make that happen? I had a conversation with a friend yesterday who like, she and her husband are literally looking into like hiring a private teacher because they both, she runs a really successful business. He's in the military. Like it's just, it's crazy. We are in crazy times. And I feel like what you are going to talk about today is like, it's like urgent. <laughs> we have to get this figured out or we will just stall out or uh, even maybe want to quit altogether. I can't agree more. I don't think there's been honestly, a, a more urgent time in history, I think, or that in our lives, probably, that we need to take control of this. We've got to get control of, of our priorities and our focus because, yeah, I mean, forever I've been talking about, you know, work-life, how work-life balance is not a thing. It's work-life integration, especially for entrepreneurs, right? It's like there is no compartmentalizing the kids and the home and work and this, you know, as much as we try. And if we don't have that foundational basis in place, then right now it's, it's, everything's going to fall apart. Right. Because mm -hmm. now it's like, there is, there is no more integration than that. We could be integrated right now of everyone working at home. And it's just one big blur. I feel like it's a blur, you know? It, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm it excited. really is a blur, like completely. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. I think that's the best way to describe it, a blur. So in terms of, I, I know one of the things that you really like to focus on is the, how overwhelmed plays into like, how are we not hitting our goals when it feels like literally all we're doing is working? And then that overwhelm that comes from A, the always working, and B, feeling like I should be further along 
because I'm always freaking working. So <laughs> how do you, how do you work with women on that? What is your advice on that piece of it? Well, there's no doubt, first of all, that women wear a hundred hats, right? We're doing everything for everyone all the time. And we have a million things to do. There's no shortage of stuff on the to-do list, like that's, or the, or the many multiple to-do lists, right? Mm-hmm. So I know, and anyone listening to this right now, I'm sure is an overachiever. We're trying to do it all to the best of our ability. The problem is that we're getting caught up in this seemingly urgent, like it feels like this is what I should, where I should be putting my focus. This is totally what I need to be tending to right now, but it's not actually in alignment to their goals. And that's really frustrating to hear or to mm-hmm. have that awareness because like you said, we're working so hard. We're like putting every minute into this and you know, it still feels like I'm a little bit stagnant or it's, I'm so mediocre. I'm not getting there fast enough. And I think there's actually a real mindset shift that has to happen between that what feels urgent. And I, I often call this like this false sense of urgency and mm-hmm. what's truly important to your goals. So in relation to you know this podcast and what your listeners are probably want to hear about is sales and revenue generating activities i find are one of the most you know silent kind of urgency the silent importance like they don't have deadlines necessarily related to them they don't necessarily have the alarm bells going off right it's the, the sales stuff the tactics and strategies and the things we need to do is typically sort of an internal need, something that comes from within us, whereas external needs feel more urgent. So those might be the text, right? When you get a text, it's a signal. First of all, it's an auditory signal because you're probably hearing it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a signal there. And then that is telling your brain, well, it's important. It, you know, I've got to get right back to them because it's somebody else's need. It's an external ask and request and demand, similarly to your emails. It's external. We're like, we have to respond to someone else's demands and and it creates this false sense of urgency. Whereas our revenue generating or even just our personal goals, our health goals, getting exercise, getting downtime, presence, those are all internal. And Mm. they tend to take a back seat because someone else externally isn't giving us that signal. And so when you can kind of switch the mindset, it's like you literally have to make the switch in your mind that the internal alarms, internal signals take precedence to the external ones. But because there's not an actual signal alarm going off internally, that's where you got to really switch your mind. Um, and so again, we're sort of switching like what is urgent. So those feel really urgent getting back to somebody and the alarm bells going off and the text and the emails and somebody walking in. Um, but they're not the most important things. They're not in alignment with like what's really going to move you forward, whether it's personally or professionally. Mm-hmm. And this keeps us in this perpetual busyness. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely does. So ha- like, I'm even thinking right now for myself, like this is, even though my, my life is like pretty calm, I would say most of the time. And I'm I'm pretty good about like having a low key business and like a low key life and all of that. I am also like in the, in Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies, like I'm an obliger, but I also am sort of like a rebel. Mm -hmm. But when somebody is counting on me for something or like that, that text message, that whatever, uh, I really feel like, 
oh my gosh, I should, I should probably respond right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and oh, it'll just be quick and I can just get them the answer or, you know, whatever it is. And then it will be like off. It's like almost like it's off my to-do list then. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then what I find a lot of times when I do that thing, it's harder for me to then get back on track focused on whatever the heck it was I was doing in the moment. Yes. Because if I'm, if it's my phone, then I'm like, Oh, well, I'm already on my phone. I'll just like, let me just chat. I'll just look at Instagram really quick. And then I'll like kind of go down a, a rabbit hole. And so how do we start to do that mindset shift to like alert our inner stuff to be like, this is important. And, kind of ignore that external stuff. Yeah, you hit on so many good points, so many <laughs> things. So one big mistake, I think the most common mistake, the thing that keeps us in perpetual reactivity, that keeps us like feeling at the end of the day, I mean, even though I've worked my butt off, it's five o'clock, like what did I get done today? Is that we are relying on our willpower. And willpower really sucks, right? Willpower, you have a finite amount of it. We're already trying to like ward off the other 800 things around us through our willpower. So before we even jump into like, how do I not respond? If we put up some barriers to even having that distraction in front of us, we're going to have an easier time not responding, right? So it's like, we almost need to, oh, we need to eliminate that distraction even more than thinking, oh, I'll have it in front of me, but I'll just rely on my willpower and I won't respond. Mm. I won't react. I won't look at it. It's it just never going to happen. So the example I always give is if you were trying to get healthier or lose a few pounds, you wouldn't sit down at your desk and be like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to put a big box of Dunkin' Donuts next to me and I'm going to put a chocolate cake and I'm going to, and you know what? I'm not going to look at it. And I'm definitely not going to smell it. And I sure as heck am not going to taste it. It's never going to happen, right? But when we're like, I want to work on my most important activities. I want to be fully present. I want to reach my goals. I want to focus on my revenue generating tasks. We put all these distractions in front of us and think, I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to respond to it. It's never going to work. So I would say, first of all, we need to kind of get them away. And, I'm not, and I don't mean like throw your phone out the window mm -hmm. or like never. I mean, I'm never going to say any of that. It's, it's, no one's ever going to do that. We're not going to turn off all the notifications. It's not going to happen, right? But there are some easier, simpler things to do to kind of have you not focus on that and not rely on your willpower. So one, for example, might be just um, to put your phone on do not disturb for a short amount of time. And if mm -hmm. anyone's not familiar with that, you just go into your settings you, there's a setting and it says, do not disturb and you swipe on it. And all that allows you to do. So if you're like, she's crazy, this is going to freak me out. There's no way. All that it does. Let me just tell you is that it doesn't allow alerts and texts and beeps and rings coming to you at the mm -hmm. moment, but you have full access to the interwebs. You have full access to all your apps. Like you're not disconnected. It's just that you're not getting those incoming requests that are going to totally throw you off course. And like you said, go down the rabbit hole of something else. There's also an option when you swipe on the do not disturb that says allow calls from. So if you're like, wait, but my mom's got to get in touch with me or my key client or my kid or whoever, you can say, well, those people, those one or two or three totally critical ones can get in touch with me. And that way you have no excuse not to use this really simple tool. And if you combine that with just a short period of time, you're like, I'm just going to do it for 30 minutes, just 30 minutes. So I can be fully focused, intentional, deliberate. I know you love power hours, Eric. Mm -hmm. So do I like, you know, set it for that hour and that's it. 
you're, you're going to be amazed how much you get through when you're not constantly getting distracted by those, but don't avoid, don't rely on willpower because that's not going to work. You're going to see it vibrate. You're going to hear the ring. You're going to hear the ding. You're, you know, you're just going to do it. It's a natural reaction. It's all about, you probably, you may have heard of this, but like the dopamine hit, you know, like every yeah. time you find or you, you do, you, you get a hit and literally is a neurological response. So if you feel like I'm addicted, I have ADD, there is something truly going on in your brain. Like there is something that the dopamine is hitting. It's like, do more, do more, do more. It's like the party drug, right? But it's the, it's the, like the drug of just getting back to someone quickly. So you, it's beyond just your own personal willpower. There's like, you're also trying to fight, fight like neurological things going on. So like, yeah. don't do that, you know, just do simpler things. Like let's just turn it off for a thing. Similarly, you might just say, I'm just going to close the email tab for the 30 minutes, you know, so mm -hmm. I don't get, because if you see the tab up, I mean, we're all human. Who is not going to like, while you're thinking, be like, oh, let me just see if an email came in. Or if you have your Instagram tab up, be like, I just want to see who likes, you know, my picture. We're human. And so it's better to close it for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 20 minutes, give yourself a, a timer, you know, put yourself on a timer and put a deadline. Um, and that's what's really going to help you more than anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so helpful. And I actually, last night I went up around, I think it was like around nine o'clock and I put my pajamas on and my phone battery was almost dead anyways. And I thought, I am just going to plug my phone in here. Like right now I'm going to leave it here and go back downstairs and watch TV. And I usually knit while I watch TV. And I always get annoyed with myself because at night while I knit, and watch TV, I will constantly hop to my phone. So I'm not getting as much knitting done as I would like. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, you know, it like group chat, you know, message comes like notification comes through and I'm like, Oh, I want to see, you know, like, what are my friends talking about? Or, you know, whatever. And, uh, but I was like, no, I'm just going to like leave my phone here. It's going to be out of sight, out of mind. And then I can like, just, have like an enjoyable few hours before I go to bed. And I realized that for the first maybe 15 minutes that I was back downstairs, even though I was knitting, like I, I was doing something with my hands, I kept wanting to reach over to my right and like pick up my phone. Like multiple times I was like, oh my God, it's not there. Like, I, and I was realizing how often I do that by the absence of my phone. And I was like, that's weird. And then I realized too, like, Usually what I'll do is like a show will finish like on Netflix. And then I'm like, okay, this is a great time. Like time to go get ready for bed. But because I'm already tired, and I'm on the couch. It's like easier to open my phone and just scroll through than to like get off the couch and get ready for bed. So I will spend like another 20 minutes on the couch, just on social media when I could be going to bed, but I could like, I couldn't do that last night because my phone wasn't there when the last episode ended. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so like, I'm, this is literally my pattern every night. And I, I was relying on my own willpower every other night before, even though I get annoyed with myself, even though I hate that I do that, I had been relying on my willpower. And once I wasn't relying on my willpower anymore, I, it was, it was like shocking to me how chronically my hand was just like, okay, every 10 minutes or whatever, every five minutes, reach for the phone and see like what is going on. It was, I was like, oh, I'm disgusted with myself. 
<laughs> that is such a perfect example. I mean, it is literally crippling. And it's, yeah. it's I always say it's like an appendage. Like our phone is now like our hand, like our, your brain just, go, you know, like you said, it just reaches to it. It's just like an appendage. It doesn't even think anymore. Um, and so, yeah. So I think that's a perfect example of why just you can't rely on willpower. It, it's too, it's too strong. That the, you know, yeah. The, too strong. So instead just put it in another room, put away. I've had clients who just said kind of similarly to you, but one of my clients just instead of most of us have our phones by our bedside, which is so not healthy for us, but we do. But she just started charging her phone in the kitchen. That was it. That's the only mm-hmm. difference at night. She just put it in the kitchen. So in the middle of the night, as she woke up, she wasn't on her phone. She used to, when she woke up first thing, she'd get right on the phone. And now she's like just doing other things, right? You're just like not addicted to it the second you get up. She's just doing some gratitude in the morning or just spending a few more minutes in the bed with her husband or whatever it is, right? It's just yeah. better at night, but it's, it's yeah, the, the, the willpower stuff is not, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to come to, to reality with that. Yeah, that is huge. I, I'm totally going to keep that up because that is my, like, it's my Achilles heel during the day. Also, because So I'm an extrovert. So I love, like, I actually like get energy from interacting with people. And especially now that like, like I can't just go out and like be around other people. Um, It's, I like look for that in my phone during the day to like distract me. But then I'm not, I'm like not working efficiently because it'll take me like three times as long to do one stupid thing because I'm like, Ooh, I wonder if my friend, you know, like, I don't know, my friend messaged me on Instagram or whatever it is, sent me a Voxer or something like that. I'm just, yeah. So it's good to know, like, it's just, it's, it's a, a, it's a matter of not relying on my willpower. So that's super helpful. (laughs) Yeah. And fighting your own neurology. Like you can't, we can't fight this stuff, you know, it's it's hard. Um, And then, you know, there's been a ton of research that shows that and, I've, and actually, when I speak, I speak a lot in, in front of audiences and I do this little exercise with them, but I'll, I'll even tell you about it here. But there's a lot of research that shows that if we just stayed more focused, right, if we weren't so distracted all the time with, with the email and the text, we would be 40% more productive over the course of the day, which if you put that into like hours, right, if you're working eight hours, that's only five hours you would be working. Right? If you just stayed more focused, if we were like, I'm just going to put that stuff away or I'm going to give myself specific time for it. So maybe it's not to say I'm never going to check my email. I'm never going to check my text. I never, it's just that's ridiculous. But if we're like, okay, I have a few 30 minute blocks throughout the day and the rest of the time I'm fully focused on what it is I need to get done. Well, that eight hour workday can turn into a five or six hour workday which is tremendous, especially now when you're like, I need every second of my life back right now because you have kids running around and you're, you know, just all the things that are happening right now. And so it is so impactful. And the exercise that I'll do, and I'll do it really quickly before we have an audience, I'll say, okay, turn, turn to a partner. And I just want you to write down, I'll give them a piece, a little piece of paper and said, write, write your numbers from one to 26. That's it, just write numbers and then write the alphabet A through Z. Okay, so this is the simplest exercise in the world. Anybody can do this. It doesn't get easier. This is like nursery school stuff, right? So they write it down. And then I'm like, okay, now we're going to do the exercise again. But this time, right, I want you to go back and forth and say, go from your alphabet to your numbers or numbers to alphabet. So it might be 1A, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4, and do it that way. So now you're kind of, you're going, your thoughts are going back and forth just as our texts or our emails or our phone calls are going back 
And hands down, every time I've done it, whether it's like four or five people or 500 people in the audience, people are, it's 40 to 50% slower when we do the second, the timer, the second time around. And, and by the way, this is like the lowest type of work, right? Lowest like brain work. It's your ABCs and your one, two, threes. This isn't like writing emails to clients. This isn't sales conversations. This is just like your ABCs and one, two, threes, and they're losing 40 to 50% time. So if you, sometimes I know we hear these and I, and I do that exercise because I feel like we hear these stats sometimes and these, you know, research is thrown out and we're like, yeah, okay, sure. I'll be done in five hours, but we, you can actually show somebody right there in practice. So, you know, your audience, you can try this at home. Um, you're going to see, it's going to be anywhere from 30 to 50% slower doing it that way, going back and forth. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really powerful and we've got, we've got to take it seriously, you know, because that's how much of an impact it can have on your day to be spending time with your family or going to exercise or just doing the things that are really, really important to you. Yeah. Oh, that's powerful. Like I, yeah, I, I am not great with task switching Mm -hmm. and I, and I will say to like my power hour episode and stuff, like when I do a power hour, I get so much done, Mm -hmm. but I like now, cause my son is 15, like my, it's easy for my husband to work from home, like where everyone's pretty independent in our house. I don't have pressing things. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, I have to be at this place and meet this person or whatever. Like, so I, I don't have those artificial time blocks that are like, okay, well today you literally only have two hours to work. Cause I could just kind of work whenever the hell I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I will be more loosey goosey about it. And it's like, oh, well, I'll just, yeah, if I just like do that other, you know, social media thing, whatever it is for 15 minutes, like who cares? It's not that big of a deal, but yeah, it totally, it totally gets me off track. That is like, oh my gosh, that's so eye opening. (laughs) I just, I wanted to add one more thing to that because I I do think that a lot of us are also focusing on the time, right? Like you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. like, it's, it takes more time to get through and that's huge. So I showed you that in that example, it's 40%, you know, you're losing that time. I get that. But it also, what I think we're not thinking about is how much it affects us mentally and physically. So mm. that, that constant task switching that you mentioned is it's adding to the fatigue. It's adding to our scatteredness. It's adding to like our lack of clarity. So if you are getting snarky with the kids or your husband at three o'clock, or if you're being impatient or you're, or you're just literally feeling like, why am I even more exhausted during this time? You know, than ever, like I'm like my back hurts, my shoulder hurts. Like I'm just exhausted. It's this fatigue, this chronic fatigue from the task switching. So not only is it stealing your time, but it's, it puts this, and again, there's so much research I can get into all the medical and brain stuff, but just trust me on it. It's putting all this fatigue to your brain and which is then impacting your body by going back and forth. And I think that's really undervalued how mm-hmm. important that is. You know, so if you think about how you're feeling at three or four o'clock, sometimes we're like, I need a cup of coffee or I just need to get out of the house or I'm feeling really just impatient. And imagine if you didn't feel that way until six o'clock or seven o'clock until after dinner, when you can put your feet up, what a difference that would make to you as a boss, as a mother, as a as a wife, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, right? Like it would, it would just give you so much, such deeper relationships, so much more presence, much more creativity for your business. 
um, so much more clarity. I mean, so it affects us in ways that I think we're not even thinking about. Yeah. I remember a few weeks ago, well, maybe it was like over a month ago at this point, but it was, uh, there was like a dad who he, like, he wasn't just like some random person who decided to like make this chart. I think he was like a scientist or worked in data or something like that. And, and like with his two young kids at home and he like, he like literally graphed out, uh, when, his kids would come and like ask him for something. Like, I think it was like his block of time where like he was working and the kids were supposed to be like entertaining themselves. Mm -hmm. And, but they would come in, like one of them would come in like every few minutes just to be like, oh, can I have a snack? Or, you know, where are the whatever, you know, like these little, little things. And he, so he like mapped it all out and it showed how, uh, like how much it interrupted his actual ability to do his work. So even though it was only like over the course of a few hours, it was like every few minutes, there would be something that would steal his attention away. Um, that would go like, you know, because of his kids and how that impacted his productivity overall. And I was like, oh yeah, like, cause that's, that's one of those things like you don't, it, yeah, it's, it's like exhausting. Like it, when you're in the flow and then somebody is like, oh, hey, by the way, like, where's the, I don't know, scotch tape. Then you have to be like, you know, pull yourself out of what you're focused on. Think about where it is, relay that message, regroup, get back. Like it, it really is super derailing. And it's interesting because when I, uh, when I used to work outside the home, when I was in um, retail management, it was such an intense, I had to focus so intensively, like while I was at my job that I wouldn't even think about like anything else in my, in my life. And so I could really super focus. Like people would be like, oh, you know, do you miss your son or whatever? He was in daycare at the time. And I'm like, well, of course I miss him, but like, I'm too busy to even think about him. I'm super are our, our, like, we have like a staff of over 40 people. It's a super busy store. We were really high volume. So like I'm managing people, I'm managing customers. I'm like doing things that are part of my corporate responsibilities. Like I'm so hyper-focused on my job. And like, we couldn't even have cell phones on our person at the, like, like none of the sales associates could at all. So there were no distractions. Like I could just literally do my job. And then the moment I was done, I could like, like leave my job there and then go and switch into a different mode. And I feel like now we just, none of us have that where, like you said, that's where that blur comes in. So. Yeah, no, I mean, for sure. There is a whole nother level of complexity right now and challenges that, you know, that we haven't had earlier. Um, And I think it, it, it's so unpredictable, but at the same time, there are, there's some level of planning that can, you know, that can definitely help. So for example, and I'm not, I mean, I, I had, my kids are older too now. I had young kids at the time. It's been a while, but I remember, yeah, they're coming in every second, but some things I've been working on with my clients with just young kids is like, okay, can you just get the snack basket ready? Just have it out mm-hmm. so that they don't have to come to snacks. Can you get all the, um, the scissors and the tape and all the crafting stuff in a basket, you know, somewhere that they, everything's already for them. 
Like basically, what can we do at this point? Mm-hmm. Like you've been home for a while. We know the questions that are going to happen. Yes, some are unpredictable. Someone's going to fall. Someone's going to need you. But there are some things at this point that we sort of know, like I need mm-hmm. this, I need that. I can't get the remote working. What is it? That maybe you can queue up the TV on Netflix for the certain things, or maybe we can, you know, get those snacks together or whatever it is. There is some level, I think, of planning that we can do right now that mm. was going to help for that because you're right. You know, the kids are going to come in like incessantly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that goes into like, I know I mentioned it in the power hour episode, but like pre-planning what you're going to be working on and having all the components ready to go so that you're not sitting down at your desk and then being like, okay, what am I going to do for the next hour? Like you already know. So you can kind of maximize every, every minute of that time. Yeah. And now, but now the, the other level of complexity is that we've got to think about that with the other people in the house. Totally. You know, it's like, yeah. well, what are they going to need in the next one hour when I'm on this call? Mm-hmm. What are they going to, you know? Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of thinking that through ahead of time, but that pre-planning is, I always, I, my, my, like one of my mantras is like, you, you know, your success lies in your ability to plan. Mm-hmm. I really believe that like all of your success was going to come down to like how, you know, how much, how much, thinking can you do ahead of time? How much planning can we do? And that ties back to avoiding these distractions or turning them off or knowing what I'm going to focus on and prioritizing at that time. And mm-hmm. so yeah, planning, planning is huge. It is. So I know one thing too, because like, even for the best plan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we have those moments, like somebody gets sick or whatever, and things just get awry. So how do we get back on track? And then are there any other ways that you could talk about how we can like refocus, especially because I I just feel like this year has just been like, right when you are like, all right, I think I got it. Like, I think I have, I'm, I'm used to like my new normal. And then like something else happens that it's like, oh God, now everything is like in the air all over again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it is, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard, especially when yeah, you're like, okay, I did the right things. I did the plan, but now everything went crazy and things didn't go as they were. And I, what I would say here is probably one of the hardest things to do um, because you kind of have to retrain your brain, but it's at this time more than ever, like uh, during that moment when everything is crazy, you're like, I don't know what to do that. We have to do the thing that's most counterintuitive, which is to just stop and step back and reassess. And mm. it seems so counterintuitive because at that time, everything's going crazy. You're like, I don't know where to put my mind. And you're just like, I'm going to do, 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 do. I'm going to do this. Like you said, I'm going to hit the, I'm going to cross something off the checklist. And I'm going to do the next thing. And it's like, what our mind is telling us to do is go faster, do more, get more done. But where, where we really need to be is step back for just a minute. I mean, really, it's like a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Look at that list again and reprioritize because if, what happens, I think some of or what we tend to do a lot is sometimes we can be pretty focused in the beginning of the day, the beginning of the week. Like, okay, here's the things I got to nail. Here's what I need to get out this week. The problem is we're still relying on that, even though the day has gone crazy, even though the day has mm-hmm. taken a different turn, we're still, we're still thinking about that list. Whereas we've got to be looking at that pretty much all day, like kind of reprioritizing as other circumstances change. Mm-hmm. So you might be used to write back. That might still be your priority or it might not because now something else has happened, right? Another demand or request or something came in. And I think it's just sort of the stepping back and not falling into the, 
I just got to do, got to do, got to do, got to do. I got to do more, more, more. I step back and say, okay, what is most important right now? Because something just took a turn. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? Now, um, I tend to keep things like really simple and kind of do some old school stuff because I think it's still the best, like just the foundational basics. So I keep a, because I moved, because just before this podcast, you know, I had to move mm-hmm. around, but on my, on my office, I'm not there right now. I had a sticky note and it has like my top three important you know, priorities for that day or what I always, what I need to be focusing on. And mm-hmm. so it's a sticky note. It says one, two, three, and that's it. And I put that on my, like where I'm working or on my laptop every day, because, because exactly what we're talking about, things are going to get unfocused. We're going to go crazy. And so when I step back, I can look at that. So for example, for your audience, it might be maybe number one is sales follow-ups, right? Mm-hmm. Number two might be um, check in with my current clients and, mm-hmm. and three might be, you know, um, some marketing thing, like maybe something with like a post post about my next promotion. Mm-hmm. So it's those three. So when everything's gone crazy, when there's a hundred emails, when you're like the phone's ringing off the hook, text, you just, I just feel like I need a visual anchor to mm-hmm. just bring me back. And so I'm like, okay, I, I, I can put my attention to a hundred things right now, but my number one priority is to do those sales follow-ups. And mm-hmm. it's literally visually seeing that on my laptop because I, I, I feel like you really need that visual thing because all the senses are going crazy at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like a simple technique that helps me just get back on, on track and back on focus when it's all going awry. Um, so that's like a simple way. But like I said, I think mostly more than anything, you just got to step back for a moment and just be like, let me take a deep breath. Let me think this through because otherwise I'm just going to be running, 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 running. And it's, I'm really not doing the stuff that's going to matter most today. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I think that that is, it, I know I struggle with the, like the pause and then to step back and, and think ahead, but it really is, it is so important. And I know even right now, since we're at the halfway point of the year and I just had to cancel like my last travel thing for the year. So usually how I tend to work best is around like different kind of events, right? So it'll almost be like a sprint leading up to that event where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be gone for this week on vacation or for this work thing or whatever. So I have, you know, four weeks between now and then what absolutely has to get done in that time. Because it's like, that is like my built-in container where it's like, well, if I'm going to launch this thing, I have to have it done and all of it complete by the time I leave because I don't want to take that work with me while I'm on vacation or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's very like, I feel like that container helps me focus to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then from there, I could break it out further. Like, okay, what needs to be done in each of the four weeks? And then what needs to be done on each of the days? But now that it's like, there's nothing, I have no more anchor points for my year. uh, And at least not right now, like most of my main offers of like how people can work with me are, they're not super time sensitive. Like if I have space for the clients, you can work with me. Um, so it's, I'm finding it more mentally challenging for myself to create a plan because I'm somebody who loves planning, Mm -hmm. but when things are super wide open, it's kind of like, well, who cares if I do that this week or next week? Like, so I, I really have to like hone in on 
okay, what are my goals? Like, are there any projects? What do I want to be doing? And then working backwards from there and, and keeping it really simple because otherwise if I'm like piling too much stuff on in a day, I just, yeah, I start to like kind of be like, meh. I was actually talking with a friend this morning. We were messaging back and forth. Um, and I was like, that's what I was complaining about. Like I was like, I, I just feel like there's no urgency anymore for me to accomplish any of these things. And so it, and it really is more of a mindset thing because quite frankly, and I realize how lucky I am, but like, I have plenty of time. Like Mm -hmm. we were already homeschooling, like it's not that big of a deal. So now it's really more about like wrapping my mind around what are those top three important things how do they relate to my bigger goals and like, how do I eliminate those distractions? So, yeah. 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 I, um, and I, I totally hear you on this. It feels like that there's no, there's no deadlines anymore. And in some cases, um, in something I've been, I work with my clients on are putting self-imposed deadlines mm-hmm. and they are, and it, you want to tie it into an external deadline because a self-imposed is like you said, it just, you know, like, yeah, I could do it next week. You do it next week. So, maybe putting in something in your business or personal life that makes you reach that deadline. So I'll give you some examples. So if someone is putting off something personally, like they're like, I've been meaning to, you know, clean out that guest room or the garage forever. And I just can't get myself to do it. Uh, we, we will actually say, okay, well, why don't you host the holidays this year? Or why don't you have a, I know right now we can't do that, but mm-hmm. why don't you have a dinner party in three weeks from now? Why don't you host that? And so it's kind of like, it's a self-imposed, it's like something you've come up with, but it's around other, an external factor, right? Other people. So in business, it might be something like, okay, you're right. I don't have, maybe I'm not launching a program, but maybe I'm going to, and I'm just making this up, but maybe I'm going to offer a bonus that's only, or a discount or whatever you want to do, that's only valid until the end of July or the end of mm-hmm. August. So that way it's like, you're trying to get as many people into that you know, by that, it's something you, you've made up, but like by that time, without, without launching a whole nother program, you're like, I want to get that, you know, to as many people, or I have a sales goal of whatever it is by the end of, you know, this quarter and then work way backwards. But I think we do have to give ourselves some type of, of kind of external way to get those internal um, deadlines in place, because otherwise you're right. It's kind of like, well, you know, I'm not, there's just really no deadline for that. I can just go on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, uh, I ended up this month, I decided I'm doing a workshop uh, later in the month and just having that anchor point, Perfect. Yes. like I was able to go back and do a whole content plan and everything, but I, I had to just be like, okay, this is the thing I'm doing and it, it won't be hard for me to like put together that workshop because I love, I love teaching and it's something that I talk about um, a lot with my clients. And so I can do that, but yeah, I, like I, I literally just, I had to be like, well, this is the, this is the date. Like I, I had to put something in place and be like, start talking it up because then I know like if I've already put it out there that I'm going to do it, then I will follow through. So yeah, I I definitely have to do that. Yeah. Well, I know that you have other resources. So you have a book and a podcast. So why don't you talk a little bit about those and that way people um, can get even more, more help from you. 
Sure. Thanks. Um, so I have a book that was released last year. It's called Accomplish It, Seven Simple Actions to Get the Right Things Done and Achieve Your Goals. Um, essentially, it's just, it's a really, it's a fun, I'd say it's a um, fun journey of of the some of seven of seven actions or seven strategies that you can put into your work life and your home life. Um, as I mentioned in the very beginning of this interview, that you know I, I started as a home organizer and then moved to productivity and time management. And I was always asked, like, how did you make that switch? Like, did you have to get more training? And I, I would say no. And the reason is that what I found is that the strategies are the same. Like they're the same strategies that you're going to use with your kids or your family or your closet or your bills is what you're going to use with your colleagues and your teams and your desk and your calendar. They're the same strategies. And so um, I wrote this book in the perspective of here are the strategies and I give lots of examples of here's how you can apply it at home, here's how you can apply it at work. And I think especially now in our, you know, our world, it's more probably relevant than ever in terms of just really helping you, you know, set yourself up. And one big takeaway um, from that, and it's a little bit of a, a spoiler alert, I guess, is that you know after we go through the seven, and um, I ask you to just really focus on one. Just focus on one, because what I've really found is that uh, these are habits. Like all we're, all, everything we've been talking about today is just like changing some of our habits, right? And so I want to help you influence your habit changing, your habit transformations. And mm-hmm. so we'll say which one resonated with you the most, and just focus on that one, because after working with hundreds of women and just personally developing myself. I know when you try to do 10 things at one time or even three changes at one time, you're probably setting yourself up for failure, right? It's not going to work. So do the one that you're like, okay, this is the one I really want to, I want to work on. I want to master. I want to feel really good about it. And then when when it starts becoming kind of part of your life. So for example, the avoiding distractions, that's the one you're like, I am going to use that do not disturb, or I am just going to put a timer for them. I, you know, the amount of time on my text or my emails, or I am going to use the power hour. And when that starts becoming part of, you know, who you are or your daily ritual, then we'll move on to something else. So like I said, it's just like a fun, it's a fun journey and, um, you know, I encourage everyone to check it out. And then also I launched a podcast, um, I'm on episode 20, I'm also 25 now, I think 20 is out and that's called productivity on purpose. And it's, you know, a lot of the same, it's for overwhelmed women who are doing it all, juggling all the balls and we get really, and of course, as you know, from podcasts, you just have an opportunity to get more in depth on specific topics and really get into the nitty gritty and, um, step-by-step process of how to take control, how to be more focused, how to prioritize, how to make make a, a really awesome to-do list. Um, and so those are just some of the topics. So I would love if, you know, if anyone's interested, come on over. It's productivity on purpose. I love that. And I know I mentioned it um, in the intro, but you also have a free resource, the 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed, which people can get at your website at lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks. So definitely people should, should go check that out too, because I feel like even now, just at the time of recording this, like mid July, my friends are with kids are like, you know, trying to figure out as schools in different places and obviously schools in different places go back at different times, like even in regular years. And so people are trying to navigate that, like, Will school be starting on time? Will it be pushed back? Will it be in person, virtual, half and half? Like there's just so many things up in the air that I feel like it's 
we're really in that prime time to be able to develop some new habits. Cause I think, I think when this first all started, it was like, okay, well, we'll just like make the best of it for a month and then things will go back to normal. Right. Like we can kind of wing it for a month. Right. Um, might not be like the best month of your life, but like you can make it happen. Um, and now I think it's just the thing of like, things are sort of back to normal in the sense that like, I'm hearing from a lot of people, you know, like people who are now working from home, like their jobs are, there's like no more leeway. It's like, you are just having to like all, all the the projects that people were working on, like they're right on track. Like companies aren't pushing out deadlines or anything. So like people who have, you might run your business from home, but if you have kids and your partner works for a company and like, they don't have any flexibility in their schedule anymore because things kind of had to get back to like how they were, at least in some way like that. I know that's really stressful and hard for, for a lot of families. So I feel like we can't, we can't just wing it anymore. Like even for me, like I, I don't have any more things on the calendar for the year. So like, I can't pretend that there will be any artificial deadlines. I just have to start making them for myself. (laughs) No, you're totally right. I think, yeah, I think there's a reality of we're in here for a a bit. It's going to be a bit. It's going to be more than a minute. Um, Yeah. And we've got to start, if we haven't already, um, be a pivot. I know pivot's a big word right now, but pivoting businesses, but really pivoting like our our lifestyles, the way we're thinking, you know, just really changing that and, um, you know, doing what we can to to make it work for us. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this was super, super fun and a really important conversation. I'm so grateful that you reached out to me to come on because I know that people are going to get just a ton from this episode and they should absolutely go check you out as well. So thank you, Marithu, for being here. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me here and sharing me with your audience. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.